When you think of Georgia sports, football is usually towards the top of the list. But if you want an expert and authority on basketball, especially at the high school level, then Kyle Sandy's your man, right, Jack? Exactly. And yo, check that calendar. Football season is just about over, which means it's about time for basketball to take center stage. We will get you set for the hardwood. Coming up next, episode 20 of On Your Sidelines is next. When the final buzzer sounds, the game is over, but their story isn't. Time to hang out on the sidelines and learn the real stories of these sports icons. Welcome to the On Your Sidelines podcast with the News 3 sports team. Bring it in, everybody. Welcome to episode 20, my goodness, Jack, of the On Your Sidelines podcast. I'm sports director Rex Castillo. And I'm weekend sports anchor Jack Patterson. Unbelievable we made it this far, and we have an incredible uh, guest lined up to tip off this uh, this episode. But before we get to our guest, time for that t-shirt check. Jack, wearing a whole bunch of orange today. Exactly. One of the few times you'll ever see me wearing the color <laughs> orange. But it's a good thing because we are repping the Glenwood Gators out of Phoenix City today. Of course, you know, the football team has been incredible. You know, uh, who's the new coach that just got hired, Rex? Just escaped my mind. But oh, is, man, come on. We'll be better next time, y'all. Gosh, my, my, I'm scatterbrained, so you know I'm, I can't remember things. But they just got a new head coach, of course, Jason Gibson, going to back to focus on the Lions. And then what can you not Ryan say? Ryan Nelson, I believe. Yeah, I, right, something close to that. He, We're gonna, we'll get it right for you guys, and we'll get that shout-out later. However, he we, did. We'll, we'll he try did again better next time. We have ex- He has experience with Lowndes, uh, the Central Red Devils, and a whole bunch of powerhouses. But bringing it back to the hardwood, repping the Shaw Raiders, which, of course, makes this guy really happy. Of course. I mean, would you ever see me not repping Shaw and him <laughs> repping Shaw? That doesn't make any sense. We're off to a flying start. Well, let's get, let's get back inbounds as we introduce our new guest, Kyle Sandy. My man, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you guys, thank you for having me, Jack, Rex. You know, I love WRBL. You guys do a tremendous job of providing coverage in Alabama and, of course, in Georgia. So I appreciate you guys having me today. Kyle, you are the absolute man. So let's get let's get off uh, to, uh, to start this start. Where did your love for basketball really start? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I grew up playing it. My father played it in high school and played at a high level. And with that, he kind of instilled that love of the game. Um, for me to kind of flourish with it. So I played in high school, played varsity, um, went to Kennesaw State, got a sport management degree, and from there the rest is kind of history. But my first memories of basketball was just starting off really young, little kid, having a ball in my hands at all times, and just, you know, hearing all these stories that my father used to tell about when he used to play. Uh, So I was ingrained with basketball very early at a very young age. So did you play as a kid? You know, did you play, you know, competitively? Yes. So I played at Sequoia High School in Canton in Cherokee County. I played there, um, played varsity for three years, started my last two years. Senior season was the first team in school history to make the state playoffs. So it was a big deal because Sequoia was known as a, a football school. And as basketball usually does or has been treated in the past, as kind of like the redheaded stepchild, everybody loves football. Um, it was kind of treated like that at Sequoia back in the day. It was a great football school, but basketball was really forgotten, did not have many fans going to the game. Uh, but that 2010 graduating class, um, you know, we were able to kind of get that ball rolling and started something special. And it's been a, you know, a very respectable program ever since. 
er, awesome. Early on in my career, when I uh, started reporting in Georgia, uh, your name came up very early, especially like through Twitter and social media, as far as like, this is a guy you need to follow. So as you move on to Kennesaw State, how, was it always high school basketball that, that your love and passion was drawn to? Uh, I mean, when I got to Kennesaw State, uh, sport management degree, as I mentioned, I didn't really know what exactly that was going to entail. I wasn't sure. I knew I wanted to do something with sports. I was always a big sports fan in high school, loved basketball, obviously. Um, but it really started to form my love of basketball after I got an, a practicum and internship uh, with Score Atlanta, and that was where I started getting into the sports journalism side of things. And even when I started that internship, I didn't necessarily know I was going to be writing about sports. It was just like first day in the office. Here's a, a Lindy's football magazine. Write about college football previews. And I thought I, you know, I, I think I was a pretty decent writer in high school and in college, but it's a lot more fun to write about sports and things you like than, you know, research papers about the mitochondria and stuff like that. That's not, <laughs> that's not, as, that's not as fun. That's not as entertaining. Um, but when I'm able to talk about sports and basketball in general, that's where it kind of snowballed. And then from there, you know, to be honest with you, I was out of the high school basketball scene. I feel like I kind of wavered on my love for the game. My senior year of high school, I dealt with a lot of injuries. I felt like I didn't put in enough work in the off season and, I didn't perform as well as I, I should have my senior year. I kind of took a, a different role, more of a, you know, a glue guy, take charges. But, you know, I still started pretty much every game, and we had a successful season. So in the end, that's all that matters. No one really cares about what you do as an individual. You leave a legacy as what you do as a team. So it all played out. But getting back into the sports journalism at Score Atlanta, then I started to peek my head into, oh, high school basketball, what's going on? And then from there – um, you know, really started going out to some fall league games and just like, okay, I, you know, it's fall time, it's winter time. You smell, you smell the smoke in the air from the bonfires, and that means basketball's right around the corner. So it, it all hit me really quick once I got back into it. Absolutely. So you know, once you know you start kind of you know, you know, easing your way into the high school basketball scene, what really kind of you know attracted your attention when you you know you know as you know as a sports journalist. Yeah, it was just thinking about where I came from. As I mentioned, Sequoia, it's a class 6A school. We got seven classifications, so it is a bigger school, but we were never anything special. We weren't getting coverage or anything like that. So coming from uh, a small school mindset mentality of homegrown kids and a program that you know wasn't just going out winning 20 games every year and doing it the right way and being a part of a program that you know, it's built upon the community and it takes time to get better and better. I felt like, man, wouldn't it be great to to cover kids and programs like that? I remember when I played, like anytime I would have my name in the newspaper and it wasn't every single game, but it was a good amount of games that would make me feel so good. That's so cool. Like, wow, just giving recognition to these kids. That doesn't mean they have to be Division One kids, Division Two kids. They don't even have to play college basketball. But to be able to give that recognition back to these student athletes that, you know, they always say like high school is the, sometimes the best times of your life. You, once you're done playing high school basketball, the vast majority of athletes are done. They're never going to play another competitive game other than like a rec league, but they're never going to have it again. So just rekindling that flame of, okay, this is awesome. Let me get back into this. Let me try and cover the kids that, 
you know, back in my day, there just wasn't a lot of coverage. And now everything has exploded now with Twitter and social media and everyone does a great job. Um, but there's still some counties across the state that don't get a whole lot of coverage and just to kind of be someone that can shine that light on those, those programs and those student athletes. That's really what drove me to get back into it. Shining that light is really amazing what you do, but how did you attack this? You saw a need and you wanted to fill that, fill the void. How did you come up with a plan to like, okay, I want to do this. I want to shine a light on kids who deserve it, especially at the high school level. And now my plan moving forward is this. How did you come up with that? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, you know, working at my previous job, uh, it was just like if you got five game night recaps, you'd be, you know, you get a high five and a slap on the back and say, great job covering high school basketball. But I was still thinking like, man, we're in, I know football is just a one day thing. Usually 95% of the games are on Friday. So we'd be in that office till 1.30 a.m. tracking down scores to post them online. And with basketball, I know it's usually Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, so it's more spread out, but there's just way too much good talent in the state of Georgia, boys and girls, for it not to be covered like football or not to be covered like college or like the pro level. It can't just be, you know, once every few weeks and that's it. So from there, I started trying to track down these game night recaps, and now I'm able to get 60 to 70, 80, 90, 100 recaps a night. That was when it started to really get bigger and bigger and bigger, and uh, like the first things I did was going to these random fall league games and just popping in the gym and seeing and trying to get, um, you know, reintroduce myself to the game, figure out, okay, what's been going on? Who are the good schools? Who are the good players in the area doing that? And then tracking down the transfer list, which always catches oh, a lot of eyeballs. Wow. Cause there's a lot of them. There were over 200 this year that I found and I'm sure I'm missing about a hundred more. Um, so that was another big thing. And, you know, I, I started sandyspiel.com 2015. And, you know, my first articles on there, when I opened the website, it was more so just writing about freelance stuff, just whatever I felt like writing about, whether it'd be a, an article for the company I was working for, or if I just felt like I want to write about this baseball player, I want to write about this football team, I would put it on there just to kind of have my work. But then that quickly transitioned into high school basketball full-time and um, that's where I started putting all my work and you know I would make sure I get everything accomplished with uh, score Atlanta and do everything there but sometimes there were some very down moments and then it was just like hmm what can I do to kind of get deeper and deeper into the high school game and that's what I was you know fortunately able to do and uh, you know I was able to kind of gain market share if you want to say that as far as having credibility and going out there and seeing the teams and doing the rankings and uh, it's been a great journey you know success is not linear that's what I always say if you want to get into the sports industry or anything at all uh, it's not you know straight up you're not going to ESPN your first year and making millions of dollars no 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 you got to be able to do the grunt work you got to kind of grind it out work long hours sometimes feel like you're not getting paid enough or feel like you're not getting enough downtime but it's that sweat equity that really is going to separate you especially in the sports media game so when was kind of like the aha moment for you and Sandy Spiel when you realized like wait a minute like this is actually doing really good. Like when was that moment where everything just started, started clicking for you? Yeah, it was interesting. You know, there were some moments I know I was much more brash and bold when I was a young boy. Now <laughs> I try to stay off Twitter. I mean, if I put one thing out, I get attacked on Twitter all the time. So I try to keep, <laughs> 
Twitter to facts or just one man's opinion on everything and try not to say anything that'll ruffle people's feathers. But back in the day, I was a bit of a muckraker. I would get <laughs> after it. Like there was a story with the GHSA and a, a player, I think his name was Isaac Kellum, that transferred from Fayette County to McIntosh. And he was ruled ineligible. And I was, you know, I had the the, the pitchfork and the flame and I was going after the <laughs> GHSA saying, we need a proper ruling. This kid, you know, ineligible. It's not right. He should be getting, you know, treated fairly and being able to be, you know, playing his senior year right off rip. And that got picked up because uh, someone in the Macintosh community knew the rapper Jermaine Dupree. So Jermaine Dupree picked that up and he like posted on like a, a website he was running, but didn't credit me. So I had rapper beef with Jermaine Dupree. I'm like, yo, why are you stealing my oh, story? And no. But it, I mean, it, he, it, it was coming out of the goodness of his heart. I don't think he, you know, knew what he was doing. And I, obviously, I was just spouting off anyway. But that was one of the big moments where I felt like, okay, I guess I do have a voice that was getting picked up by, you know, local newspapers and TV stations here and there. And then another one was when the GHSA had their debacle with the baskets being, oh you know, too gosh. far back. And that was bad. And yet, yet you hear stories about dirty diapers under the stands and charging teams the team buses to pay to park to play in their own games and this, that, and the other. And it was a whole mess. And I wrote a scathing story and that I felt like I was one of the leading charge people to say, Hey, let's get this fixed. And then, you know, the next year they play at Georgia tech and, and um, Georgia. And obviously it's been much improved making Coliseum centerplex has been revamped since then. And everything's been much better, but that was another big story where it got a lot of national attention and obviously statewide attention. I was like, okay, wow, the power of the pen. I think this is a real thing here. Um, so that was were probably two of my fondest, earliest memories where I was like, wow, I actually do have a voice and people do listen. One thing I did not expect to hear in this podcast was Kyle Sandy having beef with Jermaine Dupree. I was about to say, that's got to be an all-timer right there. Just Kyle Sandy has beef with Jermaine Dupree. It's cool. The guests we bring on, Jack, it's amazing. It just never ceases to amaze me. But, Kyle, I think a lot has to be said about your work and also your responsibility with your work. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. there's a, I think exposing a lot of the things that a lot of these basketball players who put their heart, soul, and sweat into, you know, dealing with insane situations like paying for their own parking when you're going to go play a game that you're scheduled to play and you need this to get into the playoffs. How do you stay motivated to keep on going, man? Yeah, I mean, over the years, I've kind of calmed down, as I mentioned. I don't try to ruffle the feathers, GHSA. <laughs> I, I understand once you get older and you're kind of, I don't want to say in a position of power, but a position of like understanding everybody's not going to be happy with everything you do. You can't make 100% of the people happy. You could say, what color is the sky right now? One person's going to say it's orange for some reason. Instead of blue. <laughs> uh, it, that's just the world we live in. So kind of just understanding that you're not going to make everybody happy and just, you know, just understanding what we're doing it for. When I made Sandy Spill, this is supposed to be a platform to cover student athletes and not just the, the five-star guys. I always say anyone can walk into a gym and see the seven-footer that's dunking on everybody and say, oh, this kid's awesome. Like that, kids like that, I'm sorry. I, you know, obviously I have to go to some of these big, big games, but those aren't the schools. Those aren't the players that need me in the gym. Uh, I'm not going to tell you anything that everybody else doesn't already know and hasn't already told you about this player. 
Like I'm more focused towards maybe Division two players or low Division one or junior college, Division three. Those are the kids that need it, and especially when you get out to maybe rural areas or just places that aren't in Gwinnett County, Cobb County, Forsyth County, where they aren't blessed with, you know, super coverage year-round and all that, and they don't have a tradition of everyone going Division One all the time, and there's just maybe one or two schools in each county. Those are the student-athletes that really need it. And, you know, uh, what I always liken it to, if there is a big game, a huge game, one versus two, all the superstars are in this game, um, if there are – say 50 media outlets and 48 of them are at that exact same game. How are we helping the rest of the state? That's not the only game in the state that's going on. Half these kids already have offers, already signed, sealed, and delivered. At that point, I feel like, at least I feel personally, I'm going more so as just a fan because I'm not going to do anything to necessarily help them get seen if they're already established. Uh, I try to go off the beaten path. That's why I go to some smaller schools. That's why I went – you know, I got to see Spencer and St. Ampicelli play last year. I, I like to go to these these smaller schools. I go to Social Circle. I've been down south to Seminole County. I've been to, oh, gosh, Jackson County. I've been to Rabin County. I've been to many, many different schools of all different classifications, from 7A to 1A public. I went down to Portal near Statesboro last year. Those are the schools that I feel like really need my um, – I guess you could call it a service as far as being in the gym, watching them, tweeting stuff out, being able to write about these kids and, you know, just to be able to put eyes on these people um, because, it, you know, it, everything is not created equally. Sometimes if you're just in a geographical region that's, you know, better off, you have more opportunities and, you know, that's just a fact. So I just try and level the playing field and go wherever I can go. Need more like him, Jack. Need uh, ab- more like him. Absolutely, especially when it comes to the – game on the hardwood and Kyle you know you've been you've been doing this for a while now you know six years of Sandy Spiel you know talk about a team or two that you know sticks out in your mind of like you know one your favorite teams that you've covered of all time regardless of classification it's a lot of basketball he's watched too (laughs) yes there is a lot of basketball I've watched um I think those teams that I watched when I was First getting into it, the first few years kind of stick with me more. Like that Macintosh team, I wrote that story about that player. That was a fun team with Jordan Lyons who went to Furman. And he, what, did he set like an NCAA record? He hit like 13 threes in a game or something like that. I remember that. Recently, like he was a really fun kid to cover. And that was a really fun school. Um, Will Washington, I think was the point guard's name. He was a really fun player to watch. So teams like that, um, the Alatoona teams over the years grew very close with Coach Marcus Hood and watching their journey, you know, losing, I think it was back-to-back years in the state championship to Brunswick, <laughs> then to uh, Miller Grove. So uh, just being there and watching that journey, uh, just teams like that. And even, you know, St. Ampicelli back in the day when uh, I think it was Alan Griffin was a head coach and yep. they had that run and they made it to maybe the Elite Eight and they got beat at Kennesaw State. And, you know, covering those guys, and they're saying, like, man, we just, you know, everyone loves the bigger schools around here, and this is the first time we've ever done this in basketball. And they were super appreciative of all the coverage I was, you know, able to try and provide them. You know, I wasn't able to see them the entire season, but I would tweet out stuff. I would include them in my recaps, and then I was able to finally watch some play, and I was fortunate enough for that. So um, those are just a couple of the teams that come to mind off the top of my head that I really enjoyed covering. 
you've been to a lot of gyms now around the state. Is there a, a particular favorite one that you've been to, or uh, what is one of the craziest environments you've been to? Oh, man, another great question. Um, North Georgia schools are really good. Like Sonoraville, I went there last year. I think they call it the furnace. It's really small. They're <laughs> right on top of you. Uh, Banks County is impressive. It's a sea of blue out there. Uh, great hometown you know, crowds. Uh, Lumpkin County can pack that new gym out. It's a beautiful facility. Um, they provide a lot. Uh, and, you know, even some other schools, maybe not like the, you know, super packed out, but just some of the fun murals you see on the wall when you go to these smaller schools or these older gyms like Pickens County. I don't even know if they still have that massive dragon, <laughs> but they had a, a dragon statue and a massive dragon mural on the wall. Um, so places like that. And once you get into the 7A schools, uh, especially – uh, now in like the bigger counties, a lot of the gyms, they kind of lose their character because they are kind of, okay, we're going to cookie cutter it. It's going to be a nice big facility, but you're walking into here, here, here. It's the exact same thing. It's just a different color on the wall. Mm -hmm. So you kind of lose that, that high school feel. Yeah, that's uh, true. But, uh, you know, I played at Sequoia. We had the War Lodge, and it's still, you know, different. It's kind of like a sunken down gym, and people have complained about the lights being uh, too dark in there, but it's, yeah, I guess it's a home court advantage. I mean, I've never had an issue playing there. Uh, but those are just a few of the gyms off the top of my head that I really enjoyed playing in or I, I guess covering games in. The War Dungeon might be one of the greatest nicknames for an arena that I've yeah. heard in a while. And I mean, the way he's talking about some of those ar arenas makes me remember the LaGrange's old gym. Oh, oh before, gosh. Before, yeah. before they rebuilt it, the one that's on top. The railings, yeah. Yeah, the one that's upstairs and, uh, you know, has the wood bleachers. Like, mm -hmm. like that thing is almost straight out of Hoosiers. <laughs> it really is. You're very right. Yeah. Uh, so as we move, we talked about the players and the environments. So when you get into the postseason and the bracket, I'm sure all the brackets you have to pay attention to, is that a fun and also hectic time for you as, as the postseason comes around? That is a perfect way of explaining it, Mr. Rex. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's fun because I love tracking all the, the scores and, you know, I, I throw this burden on myself to be the first one to collect all the region tournaments and then collect all the, the, the scores that go with the brackets and update those nonstop throughout the day. So I put all this on myself. I don't know why I do it. Especially <laughs> You're a madman. I know. I'm, I'm a crazy person when it comes to that, but I want to be first. I want to know what's going on. Knowledge is power. I think I live by that as far as, you know, as much information as I can consume. I think that only betters me, which can help better you know, college coaches, fans, whoever wants to follow this, um, you know, high school basketball scene. But, yeah, it does get very crazy, uh, especially when you're trying to track down some schools, like you're going down like Baker County and these Webster County, and it gets tough to find these, these uh, you know, these brackets and mm -hmm. some of these schools and areas. Like, do they even have Wi-Fi? Do they have cell <laughs> down here i don't know sometimes it feels like they don't because they're a little slow in turning in their scores oh yeah um, Been there. but no it's it's a fun time and it's also it's a fun time but it's also like a oh boy time because when you have these teams ranked really high and then they get upset in the region tournaments i'm like oh my gosh all that stuff i believe in now <laughs> you know it's the best and worst part of this job is ranking these teams like okay i've been proven right but then when you get proven wrong and it explodes in your face it's like oh boy come it's on you guys amazing. come on i believe it. <laughs> it just absolutely gorgeous and you know that teams you that's bolts bolts and board material all day long oh, right, oh yeah oh, master motivator that i i say i am the coaches say i am sometimes i feel like these 
coaches, I know they drag my name through the mud. I just hope they do it in the locker room. Don't let me see it or hear about Fair. it. <laughs> You're just doing your job. Time, yeah, yeah, it's, it's part of the job, yeah. And many a time I've been told, oh, yeah, thanks for the motivation. And, blah, and I tell these guys, like, shoot, I, I, I want a ring too because if you guys win and you've been telling me I'm the master motivator the whole time, just go ahead and get me an extra darn ring. And, you know, I'm about a size, I don't know, a size eight, size nine. There I have you go, no idea. put it right there. I, yeah, I never won a ring as a player, never oh. even came close to it. So, please, if I'm your master motivator and I'm the driving force, it feels like sometimes, which obviously is not true. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, give me a ring. I need some hardware, please. I think that reason that, that match checks out, doesn't it, Jack? I mean, I, I'm kind of with Kyle here. If anything I say motivates you enough to where you want to go win a state championship, hey, man, I wear, I think, a size 10. So yeah. let's go ahead and make that happen, man. I'm with Kyle on that. So Kyle, me, and Jack, we'll all, we'll all be at the at the fitting next time a team says that. So don't worry about Perfect. it, guys. Exactly. Yes, we, that would be beautiful. We will yes. be there, and we will celebrate with you in the Macon Centerplex. That is for certain. Now, as we start to kind of turn the, turn the page, you know, everybody's focus has been on football season so far. But kind of catches up on basketball season so far. What's been kind of the big storylines that you've been chasing throughout the beginning of the season? Yeah, there's been some interesting ones. I mean, I don't want to harp too much on it, but the Milton situation was really, really bad about the the players that committed a crime. If they're found guilty, they're found guilty, and, you know, the justice system will solve that. So that really put a damper on a team that won the state championship in Class 7A last year, was ranked, like, number two in the nation this year and was expected to do big, big things. And I think they're still going to be a threat to win a state title. They just got beat – uh, the other day by Pebblebrook by double digits, but that was their first game since that happened. And it was a long, rusty layoff, but a lot of talent on that roster. So Milton has a lot of distractions and a lot of real life stuff going on around that program. Um, but if they can, you know, tune it back up, they're as good as anybody in the, in the state. And, and then another interesting one was on three, a on the girls side was with David Dows coaching the number one ranked Lumpkin uh, Indians, Lumpkin County lady Indians. And then he stepped down, and then, you know, a week and a half goes by, and he's back in the mix, back as the head coach there. So that was an interesting scenario. Again, you just worry about the distractions with the players, uh, you know, coming in and coming out. So two two situations with distractions, stuff that's really happening off the court, are the two biggest storylines, I would say, right now in the GHSA that I've been tracking. What is championship week like for you in making in the making center place? Because we know that you're you're you know you're dressed to the nines, always yeah. in there yep. on media row. Um, but that that week when we are, when we're lucky enough to go down there and cover a local team, but the environment in the making center place is always one of my favorites in the year. Yeah, it's a uh, it's good. I, I I can tell you, it's a time to exhale. <laughs> you know, there's only one game going on at the state at a time and I'm there. I don't have to worry about what's going on elsewhere. You know, state playoffs will be in the first round at a, at a game, but I'm stressing out trying to collect stats or whatever the scores to update my brackets while I'm at the gym. So that gets crazy. So um, once you're at the finish line, it's really just time to sit back, relax, be a fan, enjoy the games. They have all the live stats um, going on on Weebly. Uh, on your on your internet connection right there on my browser, so I'm able to track that. I don't have to really keep the scores or anything by hand. I can just go out there, watch the game, do a little media here and there. Obviously, understand that the games are going to be broadcast on NFHS, so there isn't a, a huge 
you know, burden on my shoulders that, hey, what's going on in the game? Well, it's it's right there on TV, on the Internet, so you can watch it if you really want to. Um, so it's nice. It's just a culmination of everything. Uh, it's good. You know, you really just hope for really good games, and usually the games are very, very fun and go down to the wire, kind of hope for a couple classic GHSA state championship moments, which I've been fortunate enough to catch uh, a few here and there. Um, but, yeah, it's just knowing that, okay, after this, you, you do your recaps on those games. Then you got maybe another week of, you know, the official state rankings to finish it up. And then you do your all-state teams. And after that, uh, you know, you close a book on yeah. the season. It's time to Wait go time. back and hide under my rock and, <laughs> and, you know, don't hear from me. Don't expect anything from me. I'm a nobody now. But uh, in all reality, you know, two weeks later, we're right back on the road with yeah. travel ball. And, you know, I know that the Sunday right after the state championships, uh, my man Jared Christian is going to have a pro movement event, I think, on the girls' side. So that very next morning I'll be driving from Macon to whichever gym he's holding it at, and I'm going to be scouting some girls' talent. So it's, you know, it really is 365. It's an endless cycle. But, again, if I love what I do, which I do, I cannot complain because it's, you know, it's the best job ever. Awesome, man. And you do it very well, sir. That that much is certain. And by the way, going back to what you said earlier, Rex, nobody dresses more dapper than Kyle Sandy it's an at excellent a state point. championship game. Jack and I show up in like our sweaty polos just because we've been covering games all week long. And then there's Kyle, and just like, yep, he's killing it yet again. Just oh, put, put, putting guys. us all to shame, all oh, the time, every day. Guys. You guys, you're too kind. Thank but, you so much. But. Uh, Jumping back here, one thing that I've noticed you started doing more often has been creating these showcase events mm-hmm. where, you know, you talk, we talked a little bit off air about how Troop County is going to be playing in one coming up. You know, yeah. what goes into making those showcase events? And, you know, what, you know, what do you hope is the, you know, outcome for those events? Yeah, well, I'll start with the outcome first. The outcome is I hope that we do get some colleges in the gym, and if not, I know that I'm going to be able to provide that much media exposure for these kids. I want to provide a platform. That's really what it is. And when I do these events, it's not necessarily grabbing the same teams from over and over like a couple other events. That are great events. I have a lot of talent, terrific talent, but it's the same recycled teams over and over again. We already know X school is going to be good every single year. We already know Y school is going to have so-and-so. Okay, that's great, but they're just like switching out the equation, um, plugging and playing. But with me, I want to find those teams that, okay, maybe this is their best team in multiple years, but my knowledge of the state allows me to try and reach out and grab those schools. Like Troop County has been on a war path, and they're knocking on that door to try and get to a state championship. You know, I'm I'm fortunate enough to have them coming, and they'll be playing at Grayson. Uh, this Saturday, the 11th, and they play at like 7.30, the primetime game. Hey, let's go. Nice. Classic. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, so when I do this, I just try and find these schools that somewhat, I guess you can say, are maybe off the beaten path a little bit, but just to provide a platform for them to be able to get them in the metro Atlanta area because a lot of these schools, or at least a few of these schools, it might be the first time they've ever really played in metro Atlanta. Like I had Jeff Davis when they had Jacquez Kirby who went to – Murray State, now he's at Augusta State. You know, that was the first time in, like, school history they ever played in Metro Atlanta, and I was able to, you know, give him that platform and showcase uh, his talent. So that's always so fun just to bring these schools that if you're a basketball fan and you want to see some teams you might not be able to see play ever again, come to my events because, you know, it's 
it's tough because these aren't necessarily money-making ventures for me. When I have teams coming from three and four hours away, I'm not expecting them to bring 250 fans. It's, it's just not going to happen, but I'm doing this for the kids first to have a platform to be able to showcase their talents and for me to be able to evaluate them and then talk to college coaches. Hey, I saw so-and-so. Yes, this girl can really play. Yes, he's a legitimate prospect. Um, so that's why I really do it. And it, yeah, it is stressful as far as collecting the money and the payments and then hammering out, okay, this is what we're going to pay for this, 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 this is what I'm going to take in here, here, and here. And, uh, you know, that's why I really try to keep a tight circle as far as where I can have these events because people that, you know, they, and I'm flattered. They want me to come host these events at some of these places, but if it's, you know, with the school that I've, I never really talked to before, I don't know the coach at all. You know, that's tough to go into somewhat of a business venture with them, not really knowing the background. But if I've been able to, you know, have a have a beer with you or just hang out at your house or something like that away from basketball talk about stuff aside from basketball and build like a friendship and a relationship that's not just centrically based around basketball those are the people I can really trust and I know that they're going to look out for me and I'm going to look out for them that's a really amazing venture for you to do so have you ever taken a step back with where Sandy Spiel is at now you're hosting these events now you're doing a lot for this sport and for the kids in this sport who have deserved it so long. Have you ever did, taken a step back and like, wow, we're really doing this? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard not to, I mean, obviously you, 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 you live in the moment and it is difficult to step back sometimes, especially when it's, you know, your foot's on the gas pedal from 11, 13 to whenever the state championship is three twelve. Uh, it's go, go, go. But you do have to try and, cherish those small wins like after an event when i run these events you know on saturday and i just had one this past saturday as well yeah i'm gonna go out to taco mac and i'm gonna eat very bad <laughs> diet afterwards you have to cherish those little moments of surviving a 12-hour work day and yeah this and the other um but yeah it's been such a great journey like even when i decided to go behind a paywall for some of my content like year and a half two years ago you know, I didn't know what to expect. I knew I was able, or I knew I established um, some credibility, or at least I, I think so, in the space where people are like, okay, we listen to Kyle. We, we kind of like what he does. He's in the gym. He's fairly knowledgeable. Um, but going to that paywall, you know, I'm not super technically savvy. Um, I was looking at a plugin. You pay money to buy this plugin to be able to put some of your content behind a paywall. And I was like, you know, I don't know if it's going to work out. I might screw up. You know, sometimes I would probably just quit and just say, ah, forget about it. We're just going to keep rolling with it. But I was able to push through and, you know, figure it out and get, you know, and get my dad or whoever to be the first subscriber. Someone just, you know, a practice dry run to see if it works. And it works. And then you start seeing you know, I get these automated emails from subscribers. So-and-so is subscribed. Oh, wow. This is, this is awesome. And then you, you keep seeing those go, you know, going into your inbox and piling in here and there, and it keeps growing and growing and growing. And it's an amazing feeling, but with that amazing feeling it, you know, there comes great responsibility. If I'm asking for your money, I better be able to provide you with content that is, I guess, somewhat exclusive. And, you know, obviously at the end of the day, it's got to be valuable content. It's got to be something that you want to see. I can't post something, you know, one week and then disappear for three weeks after that. That can't be the case because 
if I'm taking, uh, not taking your money, but if I'm earning your business, I'm earning your money, you pay, you want good basketball, you know, insider content, I have to be able to deliver. And that really does drive me and really does push me to continue to pump out uh, material because, you know, that's the last thing. You don't want to be ripping people off or taking any sort of money and then have them feel like they're not getting what they signed up for. That's a terrible feeling and you can lose everybody in the blink of an eye. Uh, so that's been one of the greatest decisions I've ever made was to power through and be able to put that paywall behind like the analysis. So if you want to read the state rankings, you can see the top 10, but if you want like the 12,000 uh, word recap of literally what is going on, the in- insider information of what's going on, who beat who, who scored this amount of points, this, that, and the other, what to look forward to that's behind the paywall. Um, so that was a, a great opportunity for me. And it's, it's blessed me enough to be able to do high school basketball media coverage full time. And for that, I mean, I can't thank everybody enough because without people like you, without the high school coaches, without the players, obviously the parents, coaches, everybody, I, I don't exist. I cease to exist without the help of everybody else tagging me on their scores uh, on game nights and everything like that. They allow me to help promote them and to help let me do this full time and to help grow the coverage of the game and to help put on these events and put on these showcases to help kids trying to be seen. So it's really, it's a, you know, they say it it takes a village. It really does because one man going at it alone, it can't be done without the help of others. Well, 1000% agree with that. We talk about motivating guests, right? (laughs) Uh, Rex, I think that's 20 for 20, man. We keep on rolling. Kyle, when you, Go to these games and you, you know in these rural areas, you know at least for I I can you know at least for me when I cover you know games like that in the rural areas, there's just a special mystique about those about those games. You know the atmosphere, the fans, the students. You know, do you feel that same way? I know you cover a lot of smaller schools. Do you feel that same way? Oh yeah, definitely. Like. <sighs> Give me a Friday night rivalry game in a small, you know, two-way town where the, the, the entire city shuts down and everyone's there. Give me that uh, over, uh, you know, a star-studded showcase with, you know, all the, the future NBA and high major players. There's something special about a packed gym where the communities are all involved on both sides. Like when I went to Seminole County, you know, th- that was it. The entire city of Donaldsonville, that was shut down. That was Jordan Harris who went on to play at uh, the University of Georgia, and they were playing Thomasville when Reggie Perry was there, who I, I think he's still with the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA right now, or at least that's who he was drafted by. Um, that was a special moment. Everybody's there. And then after the game, what's happening? There's nothing in that town. There's like one Hardy's and there was like 70 cars there (laughs) wrapped around. That was the place to be like, that is special, special stuff. Nothing beats small town basketball when it's, you know, two good teams going at it and the communities involved. That is what high school athletics all about. And it, it does give me chills when it's a big game. It does give me chills and my eyes do get water, even though I haven't played in an atmosphere like that and forever and ever and ever, if I ever have played an atmosphere that big, it's a super special moment for me. And I can only imagine how big it is for the student athletes involved. Absolutely incredible. And by the way, there's nothing like a $6 thick burger after a basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, what's it like for you to see some of these Georgia kids, uh, these um, high school kids when they go on to a school and then they hear their name called for the NBA draft? Yeah, it's, it's really cool just to kind of be able to, 
you know, say, yeah, I saw that kid as a sophomore and, you know, be a part of it. Like Anthony uh, Edwards that got drafted number one with the Timberwolves. I mean, he's been doing some incredible stuff this year. And I remember seeing him. I remember when he started out at Farrell and he transferred to Holy Spirit Prep. It's a special thing. And it's it really goes back to just how great high school basketball is in Georgia. People want to talk about like California and Florida, maybe Texas. Georgia per capita and, you know, considering how, you know, a lot of these other states, California and Florida, especially their best players and best teams. They're not high schools. Montverde is not a high school. <laughs> IMG is not a high school. You don't grow up in the IMG school district and hey, I'm trying out for the team. There's no way they handpick <laughs> their players from all over Donda, whatever, what Kanye West is picking up kids here those aren't high schools so especially when i see like the geico national or dicks national and they call it the, the high school championships they bastardize the name of high school because that's not high school basketball these are factories these are uh, you know mercenary teams where okay everyone is going division one you got 11 division one players on the roster that's not high school basketball no team is that good they weren't all grown up there so that's what makes georgia different from all these other states is because we don't have that these are high school teams milton is a high school team wheeler is a high school team all these schools are high schools you have to grow up there you know obviously some of these kids transfer in you know so be it but it's not a prep academy or our sole focus is getting you to the professional leagues. That's right. not what it is in Georgia. We don't have that. And that's why I really love Georgia high school basketball and Georgia sports in general, because they are high schools. They really are high schools. It's not, you know, all this other crazy stuff. I could tell you that one of my favorite days of the year is signing day when the kids mm -hmm. get to sign their scholarships and, you know, in a lot of cases change their lives forever you know, you know, what you do plays a big role for a lot of players in the area, you know, in the state to be able to achieve that goal. You know, how do you feel on those days when you see a kid that you've been covering, you know, be able to put pen to paper and, you know, know they're going to be playing at the next level in their education is paid for? Well, I, I, I always do say, and I will say that, you know, first comes to first, it's, it's all – you know, all the credit goes to the kid. They're the ones that worked hard. They're the ones that put in the work. You know, I could write a good story on somebody, but if they're not willing to to do that work, to put in that sweat equity, to train in the gym when no one's watching, when people like the media aren't in attendance, when it's just you and the basket and the ball, that's all you. So you're the one that put yourself in that position to have that skill level to be there. Um, but being able to play just a small fraction, you know, be a part of that, to kind of be out there and champion some of these kids and tell these schools like, Hey, this girl can really play. This kid can really play at the next level and to, you know, try and connect the dots just a little bit to, you know, I might not be the one that's, you know, making the offer, but if I'm the one that's, you know, somewhat trying to help put that kid there, or at least like mention their name to a, a college coach and say, Hey, yeah, check, check this player out. And if it all works out and it happens, that's, that's awesome. It, it makes me feel so good. Um, just to be a small factor in helping these kids be seen. That's, you know, that's a Sandy Spiel platform. Again, I'm not necessarily helping kids go to Duke or Kentucky. I, you know, they don't need me. They got everybody else. But if a kid's signing with a, a Tennessee Tech or a small school, uh, Georgia College, somewhere like that, and if I was able to see these players play and to be able to talk to those coaches a little bit and be able to provide some positive feedback and say, yes, this, this player is a good player. You should at least, at the very least, 
I'm not asking you to offer them, but at the very least, take a strong look and consider them. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's all I can promise. You know, if other people are out there promising, I'm going to get you offers, 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 offers. I don't, I'm not in the business of making promises. I can put you, or at least try to put you in a good light with those schools, the decision makers at B and try to speak highly of you. If you're worth, you know, you, 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 you're worth it. You put in the time and you've done everything you're supposed to do. You control your controllables. You know, I'll, I'll try to help out any way I can, but at the end of the day, it comes down to that college staff comes down to just one college coach that falls in love with that player. And all it takes is one offer to really change somebody's life. Absolutely. I have to totally agree with that. And uh, Kyle, you've seen a lot of uh, players who, you know, obviously gone to big, big programs like a Duke or Kentucky, but also make that jump to, you know, maybe a low division one or division two for, for kids out there who, who want that dream to play college sports. What advice do you have for them? Control the controllables. I just had this, um, you know, had this conversation with a a freshman at uh, my event on last Saturday. Uh, Don't worry about, stars next to your name do not worry about rankings next to your name worry about what you can control what you can control is your work ethic what you can control is your gpa Uh, many a time have we seen great players oh why has this kid got no offers he's got a 2.1 gpa well you know you you gotta be a student athlete i know it's so cliche and so base but that's the facts you don't pass you're not playing so take care of the stuff that you can take care of and just put your head down and grind. Like everybody's journey is not the same. Just because you see one kid getting the offer as a sophomore does not mean um, that you need that same offer as a sophomore. It's you got four years to develop in high school: freshman, sophomore, junior, senior season. The vast majority of these kids get their offers senior season, maybe right before senior season. Don't worry about oh, I'm not ranked so highly as a freshman, or I don't have offers as a sophomore. If you do what you're supposed to do and you continue to work and you continue to separate yourself from everybody else as far as when it's an off day or someone, you know, whatever the reason is, if you find a way to put an extra 500 shots in on that day, whatever it is that's differentiating you from other players, everything's going to fall in line. Just, Just have faith in the process. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. And especially once offers start rolling in, if they start rolling in, if you're blessed enough, fortunate enough for that to happen, do not poo-poo any offers. Every offer is a golden ticket, a great opportunity. There are kids that would kill to be in your spot. You know, it might just be a, a junior college or a Division three. Well, there's thousands of kids across the country that would do anything just to have one of those offers. So don't take anything lightly. There's great basketball being played at all levels, D3, junior college, NAIA, Division two, obviously Division one, it's all over the place. And there's plenty of schools out there that are looking for talented players to help their program. So really it's just handle your business. Don't worry about everybody else and things will take care of themselves. Kyle, you've been fantastic, man. And that's some golden advice. I think everyone at every sport and every arena should take because I totally agree with you is that GPA and how hard you work, everything else will take care of itself. It, 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 It matters. It absolutely matters. We could talk to you for another hour or two at the very least, Kyle, which I'm sure we'll chop it up when uh, hopefully we make our way down to the Megan Centerplex. But, Jack, we always have one question to end things up on. Absolutely. Kyle, we have this one question for you, and the caveat is you have to help us get this done. So who would you like to see on an episode of On Your Sidelines? It can be anybody, but you ha- 
the caveat is, if it gets too tough, we need your help. We've had people recommend, um, gosh, Michael Strahan and Bruce Pearl. So it's it's wide open, brother. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Um, you know, I, I, I am I allowed to give one answer or two answers? You can, um, you can give, give two. two. I'll I'll give you two just because they're like-minded people. They're in my space as far as basketball goes. They're 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 dot connectors as far as helping kids get to school. Um, Kawasi Reeves of Hype South, his son is a freshman at Florida right now. And that was, a, you know, I got to see this kid as a little eighth grader growing <laughs> up. And now he, he sprouts into this six, seven, you know, like four-star shooting guard that's playing at Florida right now. He's got an incredible story, Kwesi Reeves Sr., just, you know, how he built that Hype South media and how he's provided such a an impactful platform for middle Georgia um, basketball, and he, he's, you know, he's growing that even more and more every single year. He's had two events, and I was able to support him both. And then another one, I mentioned him earlier, is Jarrett Christian of, of Pro Movement, another guy that is a player placement, you know, expert. Um, if, you know, and it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. But if you feel like you're one of these these kids that are, you know, just not getting enough looks, like just reach out to Jared and see what he can say because he's helped so many kids. And it's not Division One, but it's NAIA, it's junior college, it's small Division Twos. Like some of these kids are really, really good. There's so many good players in the state of Georgia that slip through the cracks and they just need a voice, someone that can, you know, knock on those doors and bust down uh, those DMs that contact these college coaches and say, hey, I do have a kid. So, Jared, a former player at Duluth High School, I believe it was, uh, another really interesting guy. So those two people, two two pillars of the game in high school basketball, and I'm just fortunate enough to be able to call them friends and to support them. So those are two guys. I know it's probably repetitive. You've heard enough about high school basketball with me today, but you know I'm a one-trick pony. That's all I know. I'm so sorry. Guys, to talk about man, but here's the thing: when it comes to high school basketball, there's nobody better in the state of Georgia than the one and only Kyle Sandy. You are the gold standard, sir. Enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining us, man. You you made us better, and this was really inspiring. Again, your grind and your grit is is really something to marvel at, sir. Jack Rex, you guys are too kind. I appreciate you so much. I can't wait to see you in Macon. Maybe I'll make a trip out to Columbus. You gotta come. You gotta, you gotta come, come down to. Us. You gotta come down to the Fountain City, man. We'll love to see you, man. Hang tight with us while we wrap up the show. Hey Rex, I think it's about that time, my good brother. What you gotta say? What you gotta uh, say? Just twenty for twenty, like we mentioned, twenty for twenty. Inspirational guests, guys and, and women who who show what it's like to reach an elite level, like Kyle, in our business. Uh, again, a huge shout-out to Mr. Sandy for everything he's done, Jack. I, again, I'm ready to go to work after that. I mean, yeah, it's about that time for us, too. So with that being said, Rex, let's wrap this bad boy up. Where can the people find us? All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You can always check out these episodes on WRBL.com, but check us out on Spotify, iHeart, and Apple Podcasts. Um, and Every episode available there. We've had 20 guests now, Kyle being one of the best ones we've had. Be sure to check it out. We'll also share those links out on our social media pages. Speaking of social media, Jack, where can they find us? Absolutely. You can find us on Twitter at TV at RexCastillo.tv. You can follow us on Facebook at WRBL Jack Patterson. Yep. WRBL Rex Castillo T- uh, Rex Castillo. But there it is. Rex there you got go. it. Our there you yeah. go. Yeah, we're fine. Sorry. And the sports accounts as well. WR at WRBL Sports on Twitter. Boom. WRBL Sports on Facebook. Yes, sir. And Jack can no longer speak coherently. <laughs> it's, it's just been a str- I've been on the struggle bus all episode. So, Rex, 
Take this home before I say something <laughs> stupid. Guys, thank you so much again for joining us on the On Your Sidelines podcast with Kyle Sandy, who's given us a couple of great guests to try and follow up with. But make sure you check out Sandy Spiel online. Make sure if you have some extra dollars in your pocket, subscribe to this yes, excellent absolutely. content, especially about basketball in Georgia, which is legit. No, though, none, no IMG Academy here in this state, but we have pure great basketball at the high school level like it should be played we'll see you next episode guys and don't forget episode 21 is going to be a fun one y'all you guys don't want to miss it it's coming up on december 21st you don't want to miss it stay tuned for that but until then we'll catch you later bye guys